0: Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with
1: Scott and Kat, powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed, or he'll buy it.
0: Okay, so this should sound a little bit better today. Hello, everybody.
1: Test one, two, three.
0: You, uh, I got a couple of messages about yesterday's sound for the podcast. We do, we do apologize. We did mention in the podcast Scott is back in the studio. We had some technical issues. That was one of them. We didn't realize how bad it would be until the production elements started to come into play. And then we went, oh, it sounded like you were kind of in a toilet.
1: <laughs> I was.
0: <laughs> That's COVID protocol here, by the way. Is that 42-minute poop. Scott had to be in the toilet. That's part of the protocol.
1: Um, yeah, it, it, for those who are interested, maybe you're a techie or a sound person, it, it really just came down to processing in that my microphone was not processed, whereas Kat's was double processed, and the computer that plays the audio was triple processed. So we've evened out the processing now. So I think we should be good. Uh, I apologize for that. But for what it's worth, hopefully you listened to the whole episode yesterday because we had some great stories towards the end. I was actually laughing, driving on the 401 last night, listening to that pod. Uh, This just down from the province of Ontario. Premier Doug Ford is holding a press conference today in Etobicoke at 1 p.m. Okay, I mean, that's fine. I wasn't really expecting that, but... What is it it
0: about, are we hearing?
1: This is the thing. He's going to be joined by the Solicitor General, Sylvia Jones, and Attorney General, Douglas Downey. Why would the Solicitor General and the Attorney General join Doug Ford at his mom's house for a news conference in the backyard?
0: Still waiting for them to just go up to the microphone one time with Doug right beside them and someone just be like... Fuck you, Doug! But it hasn't happened yet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got double Doug today. <laughs> we've got Doug Ford and Doug Downey.
0: <laughs> Doug, meet Doug. Dougie Doug. How you doing, Doug? Good, Doug. You, Doug? Good, Doug. Thanks, Doug.
1: Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> Fuck
0: you, Doug. Fuck your Doug.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, today we've got a whole bunch of different things to talk about. But we, and we're going to talk about the times when we almost got fired as well, which is going to be a tragic trip down memory lane first off let's go to Florida Mm. cop spots somebody swerving all over the road if you see somebody swerve do you instinctively think they're drunk or do you think they're distracted
0: distinctively drunk if it's swerving back and forth back and forth yes if I see like slightly they're going over the line then they come back in I don't necessarily think they're drunk but if we're talking like swerving all around I automatically assume you're intoxicated
1: 45-year-old woman from St. Petersburg. Her name is Maria. Got pulled over 2 a.m. on Sunday. A cop saw her drifting between the lanes. She had alcohol on her breath. She could not follow simple instructions. She was slurring her speech. She claimed she wasn't drinking. (laughs) But what she was doing may surprise you. In fact, I know it's going to surprise you. No, it's not that. (laughs) She was eating an egg roll, she claims. What? She claims she was eating an egg roll in the car, and that made her swerve.
0: The egg roll attacked me! It punched me and kicked me!
1: We all understand the shape of an egg roll. Sure. How was she eating it that she would be swerving? Was she like... Holding it down and bobbing her head, or how was she doing? You know, that?
0: sometimes the way that egg rolls are, are 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 made, and we can all picture what an egg roll looks like. You know, you you take a good bite of it, and you don't realize it. Almost like it keeps it super hot, like a like a thermos of all the shit that's inside, all the contents. <laughs> the and First
1: bite, all you get is steam. All
0: you get is like a
1: <laughs> steam and the smell right? of egg roll. Just
0: like a <clears of> throat> egg throat> and. Pff. I suppose if you're driving, maybe it would be that bad, but I still would call a, a horseshit on that.
1: Yeah, the cops called horseshit on it too. The police said that they searched the vehicle and could not find any food containers at all. Mm-hmm. No Chinese food container? Mm-hmm. Well, that may- draws into question this egg roll that she had with her. The police report does, however, mention what they did find in the car uh, pills. Okay opiates okay a straw there it is stra- white residue on it
0: oh, i'm sure it's like sugar <laughs> it's for sure sugar powder, sugar that's it
1: she's facing charges for drunk driving possession of drugs without a prescription and possession of a controlled substance
0: uh-huh.
1: florida this one is a very florida story even though it's nowhere near florida let's go to minnesota now a 44 year old named frank towers was arrested at the minneapolis airport on friday because he in the airport took off all his clothes okay like even down to the socks oh. and started pleasuring himself oh. tsa agents tried to intervene <laughs> 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 and i don't mean they offered to give him a hand
0: that's a sh- what a shitty day on the job by the way they're like you have to rock paper scissors That like oh Fuck no. I'm not going over there. You go over
1: there. Some guy jerking off in the fucking <laughs> waiting room.
0: <laughs> so it's on you now. You, I go I stopped the last guy from jerking off. It's your turn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what is going on in Minneapolis? <laughs> Apparently the agents uh, told him to stand down and he refused because and I quote, this is still a free country. Oh no. He yes. used the free country oh, argument. he's
0: so gross. Was he gross looking? Do we have a mugshot? He's gross, right?
1: Uh, it's the Star Tribune that's got it. I do have his mugshot. He's, yes.
0: He's very gross.
1: He's one of those older guys that's got um, like a half gray and half blonde beard. Uh-huh. And he kind of looks like a like a monkey of some sort if you were to shave one. He's a strange-looking fella.
0: <laughs> what is he? Okay. Um. N- nothing sexy about airports. Most people would agree. Most nothing people, right? sexy about. Like, them. unless you saw an attractive person at an airport, why would you ever be turned on?
1: I don't know why you would have a hard on in the airport. So, that's that's a great point. Uh, another thing I would say too is big difference between joining the Mile High Club and having sex in an actual airport.
0: Totally different. Totally different. My question too, on top of this, many questions. Um, one of them being. Like, what was he looking at? So if, let's say, you're just standing there and you're jerking off, are you making eye contact with the security people that have come to your uh, to stop you from doing what you're doing? Like, are you just looking at them saying it's a free country while you're whacking it? Like, what are you looking it's at? It's
1: a free country. Are you looking at
0: the convenience store, you know, the little quick shops that you can find in the airports? Like, we're you looking at an airplane, like, at the seat? Oh, wow, at the luggage
1: tags for $23. What like, a bargain.
0: What are you jerking off to? Like you know what I mean? It's as much visual as anything else. What are you fucking looking at?
1: great question, cat. I don't know how the hell he stayed hard through getting naked in an airport and t s a yelling at him. He's still standing there dick in hand.
0: Do you think he popped a Viagra or something?
1: Well, I mean, you don't want to waste those things. They're expensive.
0: <laughs> so now we're rushing to his defense. <laughs> now hang on a minute. Well, I mean,
1: if that's the oh, case, sure. I uh
0: but you could go into you shouldn't i mean don't get please don't get it twisted don't do it no matter what but
1: never twist it (laughs) (laughs) never
0: bop it twist it pull it you he could have just gone to the bathroom i mean it's still gross that's still gross like imagine you're walking into the airport so let's say you were at the airport Mm -hmm. you're about to go uh, visit your son you're i gotta go pee i'll go and then you walk into the airport and you're pretty sure someone's jerking off in the stall like that's gross that's wrong not okay But at least you're not doing it in the middle of like, where was he? Again, what was he looking at?
1: He was right on the concourse. In fact, at one point when the TSA officers were (laughs) approaching him, he picked up one of those stanchion posts. You know, the things that holds like the velvet rope outside a nightclub, those pillars. He grabbed one of those and started swinging it around. Check out my pole. (laughs) Yeah, he must have one handed the stanchion.
0: Jesus, man, put that shit away.
1: Apparently, after they finally got the guy in custody, apparently disagreeing with his philosophy that it's still a free country, <laughs> they uh, went back and reviewed some of the security footage. And they also caught him punching and headbutting TV screens. He even threw a chair at one point. Oh,
0: God. This guy's not right in the head.
1: No, he's really, no.
0: really fucked up. Yeah.
1: Let's do a wedding story. Okay. A woman is devastated, she says, after her mother confessed to being head over heels in love with her fiancé. So the woman's on Wedding B. It's an anonymous discussion forum, apparently. And she said her world was turned upside down when her mother confronted her and said, I'm not coming to your wedding. She admitted, I have romantic feelings for your future husband. And the mom said that those feelings are so strong she would act on them if the desire, if the opportunity ever presented itself. And that's why she wasn't attending the wedding. What? What, did you think you were going to fuck him at his wedding? What, what are you doing?
0: Honest to God.
1: After the shock subsided, the bride decided to call her dad and tell her what, or tell him what happened. He said he was leaving the house and going to a hotel until mom gets therapy. Mm-hmm. So now... The fiance, the guy at the heart of all of this, apparently, is being very distant from the bride. That could be for a couple of different reasons. Mm -hmm. Maybe he's just got the pre-wedding jitters. Or maybe he realizes that he inadvertently, just by walking around being so sexy, created this (laughs) family drama. (laughs) Or maybe, just maybe, it's reciprocal.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering that too.
1: Y'all got to stop fucking with people's moms.
0: What is happening? This is two days in a row, Scott. Now, the other one was a really fucked up story. I mean, they all fucked each other and everyone seemed happy. It's pretty—it's as close as you got to incest without actually saying that you were ancestral. You mm-hmm. know, we all know this. This story is different. I would love to know more about what's going on with, in that fiance's mind. I, I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, like you have, seem to be a little more open to. Like, maybe he's just got the jitters. If you're pulling back a little bit, uh, I feel like this chick's got to not marry this guy. You got to end this right now.
1: But they were in love. Everything was good until mom came in and apparently wanted to jump her fiance.
0: So here's the scenario. And here's where it makes sense for me is if fiance hears that and knows that like, oh shit, you know, I kind of flirted with your mom a bit. You know, maybe they had that kind of a relationship where they joked about things. Like Mm -hmm. if you were younger, I would have married you (laughs) or something like that. Maybe they had that jokey, weird relationship. Maybe that'd be different, but he needs to, or should have, I should say, step up and say, oh my God, make it very clear to his future wife. He thinks that's disgusting. He thinks mom probably needs help or should get help and make it very clear to his future wife that there is nothing and would never be anything and that he's, you know, terrified that this could break them apart. And it seems as though he's made no effort to do this, which makes me think he does have the hots for the mom. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. What's the thing they always say when you're considering getting married? weigh out all your options and you're not just marrying that person you're marrying their family maybe he just saw this fucking weirdo drama happening and thought do i really want to be a part of this every christmas and thanksgiving and birthday for the rest of my life
0: fair point but make it clear make it clear again like make the communication there and say wow this is pretty fucked up i'm not sure i want to marry into this because Mm -hmm. i think we could all understand why Like, that is her mom, no matter what. No matter what she does, that is her mom. So maybe mom needs help. It's possible that mom's just a little off the rails. She's going through a midlife thing. Uh, Could be a number of different reasons why mom needs help. Obviously, the dad in the scenario, um, the bride-to-be's father, has hinted that mom needs a little therapy. Maybe this is a situation that's happened previously. Oh. Maybe it's something that's an ongoing thing.
1: Does this need to be weird between the guy in question, the fiancé, And her dad, like his wife just admitted she wants to fuck him. Yeah. That's weird, right?
0: And see, to me, the fact that dad is saying mom might need therapy tells me there's a lot more going on behind the scenes. And it isn't just a, yeah, yeah, you're making eyes at my wife. It's not that kind of thing. I think that this mom's getting a little fucked up in the head here and Uh needs a little help with whatever that might be. And hopefully she gets the help she needs. But something tells me that something's not right there.
1: I have to think, though, that with all of this going on and all this drama, the bride herself has got to be a little thrown off. She's got to be a little shook. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why the fiancé is acting a little distant because the bride is acting a little distant. She's the one who's all messed up in the head because her mom wants to fuck her future husband.
0: I am really... When it comes to scenarios like this, there's certain things you can't ever forget about. And for me, this would probably be one of them. Like, I'd never... Obviously, let's say mom does need help. Even with that, I would always have that in the back of my mind. Like, what the fuck just happened? You know, and can a relationship get be okay and be strong? Even if fiance there, the guy, says to his future wife, you know, I'm sorry I was kind of weird about that, but let's just carry on here. Let's get married anyway and mom won't be there and hopefully she gets therapy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I could go back again hmm. to what, it, what I thought was a fine relationship because I'd constantly be questioning if mom actually does want him and something happened there, would they just be like flirting behind my back or would they fuck me over eventually? It seems like a weird scenario. I don't like it one bit, so I wouldn't want to live that way day to day. I'd say, and I'm sure she loves the guy, I'd say get the fuck out of that relationship. It's
1: probably a good idea. Yeah. Listen, he's not the first guy. I shouldn't even say guy because this happens to girls as well. Sure it
0: does, yeah.
1: How many people have ended up getting in shit When they didn't do anything wrong, they got in shit because somebody else had the hots for them.
0: Right, right.
1: You know, I mean, you can, uh, uh, if your fiance finds out, oh, such and such has got a crush on your husband, that has nothing to do with the husband. The husband didn't do shit.
0: I I hear what you're saying there, but you know, based on the reaction of the person, that's key. Like if you found out, okay, so your girlfriend and you, you go on a double date with someone and then you find out later on like, oh shit, you know the double date? couple there she had like the hots for you it it there's a couple ways you can go you can be like oh that's funny that's whatever (laughs) haha laugh it off everything's good like you said you're completely innocent in that scenario but if you start to get a little distant weird about it that's fucking weird to me
1: sure there's red flags but again I mean you have to keep in perspective what actually happened and if the waitress at at the keg is flirting with me in front of my girlfriend That has nothing to do with me. That's between you and the waitress. Leave me out of it. I shouldn't get in shit because the waitress was flirting with me. And yes, I'm talking from experience. This has happened. I didn't fucking do anything. Why would I be in shit for this? Are
0: you sure you didn't do anything? I might have done something. I maybe did. There's a little bit of... You never know. You never know. Again, every scenario is different. I would love to hear more on the the fiancé, on the guy on this one uh, before I really want to judge it. But I know for sure... Mom has some issues going on there. I don't... It's not a normal thing. This is not normal.
1: She'll probably not win Mom of the Year this year.
0: I think she's probably not a nomination.
1: Uh, That uh, is seriously in jeopardy. Let's talk about the office for a second here. One in five people admit they have made a mistake at work so bad, they probably (laughs) should have been fired for it. And of those... Only 11%, roughly one in 10, actually gotten shit for doing it. 48% say their boss let it slide. Another 41% say they didn't get in trouble at all because nobody found out about
0: it. Ah, there it is.
1: A critical error at work that you could have been fired for. I'm trying to think of what that would be very commonly. And I'm looking at some of the ones that people who, who participated in this study said. Common behaviors included shopping on a work computer during office hours, applying for other jobs while you're at work. But come on, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I cannot believe how many people do that.
1: It happens all the time. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. if for no other reason but, but other than- say? Uh, just try and be a little respectful.
0: I've done, I, but I've done it. That's it. You've done what, it? Yes, I have done it. Where were
1: you look? Where were you working when at, you were looking? Junos. Oh. I was working
0: for the Junos and at the time it was just run horribly. Now it's totally different guys. Totally different there. I know that for a fact because I have a couple friends that work for Karis and I was working for Karis who run the Junos and it was just, uh, it was horrible. I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like my, my boss specifically uh, he ended up getting fired like a year later, rightfully so. And I used to do it and not care. Like I was at the point where I was overworked, burned out, emailing radio stations being like, what's that? What's going on with you? Do you need somebody? And it worked. And by the way, I, I, I ended up taking a sick day to go do a job interview and got the job. And they were like, oh, you need to give them a notice. I said, I don't even care because it was that bad. I think I did end up giving a couple weeks notice. But anyway, no, I've done it before.
1: You used a sick day to go to a job interview? Yeah, I did. Really?
0: I It was really at the point where I didn't care anymore. Huh. That I was just used and abused. It was brutal.
1: I remember one time I was doing a radio morning show and the new Fast and Furious movie had come out. And I think this was like Fast 2 or something <laughs> like that.
0: Okay. So it was like 2003-ish?
1: Yeah. Gotcha. I shit all over that movie. I said, first off, it is a cock-awful movie. The first one was bad. All it is is just cars. I don't understand what the point is. I don't understand why people like this movie. That stings
0: even today for me, by the way, that you would say that. Oh,
1: good. Your car is fast. Good for you. (laughs) You have a fast car. Nice. I, too, have a car. And it's not as fast as yours, but it does the exact same (laughs) other shit. So, I mean... I kind of shit on the movie a little bit. I said, listen, they put out these movies and then for the next month, we're going to be dealing with nonstop media releases from the cops saying stop street racing and there's going to be all kinds of busts and rallies and shit. Somebody's going to get hurt because of these movies. Well, nobody fucking told me that we had just signed a big deal to do a promo for the movie (laughs) and I shit all over it. Everywhere.
0: Oh, no, Scott.
1: Well, fucking tell me we're doing that. It's not going to change my opinion, but at least I just won't say anything. Yeah,
0: it's better to just keep your mouth shut.
1: Exactly. So the boss called me in, and he's like, hey, I got you a hat. And I was like, oh, Fast and Furious. Yeah, I was just talking about that today. He's like, yeah, you won't need to anymore because they canceled everything. Nice oh, job. Oh, shit. That was short-lived, though. They came back on after like a week because why would you not advertise on the number one morning show? Like, fuck. So (laughs) at least we had that going for us. But yeah, he wasn't very happy at the time. Uh, Other reasons that people think they probably should have been fired but didn't get fired. 13% have forgotten to mute themselves and said something inappropriate (laughs) on a work call.
0: How many times has that happened over the last two years especially, right?
1: I'm so careful to make sure camera's off, mic is off before I say a thing. Yep. Now I even, so the first couple chats I did, I discovered, oh, when we were starting to use Zoom at the beginning of the pandemic right and Teams and all that other shit, yeah. I noticed there was a chat feature and I noticed that you can private message someone. Yes. I was so paranoid that that message wasn't going to go directly to that person, that it would go in the whole group chat, that I even stopped using the text features on that. Yeah. I don't say anything in text. I don't even hit that raise my hand button. I don't want to touch anything. Just as long as the camera's off and the mic's off, I'm good. (laughs)
0: Let me just sit here and watch this and half pay attention.
1: 8% say they have failed to hang up and said something about the person on the other end.
0: Oh, snap. I've done that. You've done it?
1: Yeah. I was on a phone call and it was not a particularly good call, but it was at least professional. I disagreed with them. They disagreed with me. There's some scheduling conflicts. It was a mess. At the end of the call, I remember saying, "All right, cool. Thank you very much. We'll circle back on this next week." And as I went to hang up, and it was a flip phone at the time, you just have to flip it. Uh oh. I didn't realize there was like a second and a half lag between when you close it and when the call actually ends. And I remember ending the call. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Fuck off. Hang
0: up. <laughs> 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 you would. Yeah, you I work. still
1: end all phone calls that way. Oh, yeah. thank you very much. Fuck, Fuck off. off. Yeah. <laughs> Other people uh, have gotten in trouble for streaming TV shows on the clock.
0: Ah, uh, that boggles my mind. Who? Wh- what are you doing for a living? That you can just sit there and stream TV shows and and c- continue with your job?
1: That's pretty egregious, right? I mean, come on. You're, yeah. It's not like you're you had something going in the background or there's a cool viral video. It's going to take thirty seconds to watch it. This is watching a series. You were watching a fucking. You were binging on Squid Game
0: at work. I had a, a friend who used to work security. And if I'm not mistaken, it was like mall security or something. And you should just kind of hide out in corners and watch and just watch stuff on their phone and make phone calls. And so I know it happens.
1: Uh, We have some breaking news as we record this episode of After 9 Cat. Uh Uh-oh. The greatest captain in Maple Leafs history has retired. Dion Phaneuf is hanging up his skates.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. Where was was he? He was not. He's not even playing right
1: now. I don't think he made a team.
0: So he just was like, okay, goodbye. He went to uh, Paris Hilton's wedding recently with his wife there.
1: Alicia opens a lot of doors for him. Yeah. She does.
0: So do you think you'll you'll see him or find him? And by the way, sports fans, hockey fans especially, feel free to weigh in. Send us a DM because I'm curious. I don't think he's the type, like a P.K. Subban, to do any commentary or be used Mm. for anything Sportsnet, TSN. Unless I, you think I'm wrong there, but I don't see it happening. We know that, isn't he still being paid out by the Maple Leafs? I believe way? so. Yeah, like literally, I'm pretty sure he still gets paychecks. And they, they have a sweet little home in PEI, and I'm sure they have, I think they have one in LA as well. But uh, he's fine. It's not like he needs a job, but I'm curious if he'll pop up on any of those platforms.
1: I'm going to read you a DM that we got. We did tell you that if you have problems, we can talk about them on After 9, and this person has specifically asked to remain anonymous. Mm -hmm. Hey, Scott and Kat, longtime listener of your (laughs) FM radio show and podcast, going way back. I'm asking for your help in raising an issue, and I'd like your opinion on it as well. Okay. You ready for this, Kat? I'm ready. My wife is a teacher who teaches French to elementary students. She teaches about 8 to 10 classes a day. Now, in recent years, the government has decreased funding, and because of that, classroom resources have become lacking. In recent weeks, she's become overwhelmed. I want to be very clear. She's been teaching for over a decade, and she's an amazing teacher. I've met so many of her students over the years, and they love her. Recently, she comes home crying. She feels like she's being set up to fail every day in the classroom. Classrooms are now mixed with regular, quote-unquote, and special needs students and or dealing with bad behavior slash violent students. Educational assistants are at a premium and shared between classrooms, not being able to actually support a student that needs one-on-one attention. Most of the time, they're assigned to two or three classes at the same time, which doesn't work. My wife is now seeing more and more. She can't give students the attention that they need to be more successful. She's focusing more on evacuating classrooms when a student becomes violent or a student swearing Mm -hmm. at another student or refusing to do their work. Her day, like a majority of her colleagues, is spent on behavior instead of teaching. Mm -hmm. Principals are refusing to suspend students due to the massive amount of paperwork that follows, putting more stress on teachers and not helping solve the problem. Mm -hmm. So I guess my question is, is society comfortable with our teachers spending their day as unqualified therapists or... Mm-hmm. burning out. Mm-hmm. I also want to call out that a lot of people use the same arguments. Well, look how much our teachers are paid or they have summers off. Two things there. One, you could have chosen that career too. Don't shit on someone else's perks. Two, if they're paid that well, don't you want them actually teaching your kids instead of dealing with this crap? Thanks for taking the time to read. Love your show. Thank you for being you. Hope to hear this on your cast. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First off, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. Number one, uh, I actually know a few principles and not suspending people has very little to do with the amount of paperwork involved. Uh, Those administrators are pulled in a lot of different directions as well. And if if, uh, a classroom teacher is dealing with a problematic student, those admins are dealing with the problematic students from every class in the building. They also have superiors themselves that they have to be accountable to. And let's keep in mind, uh, there's so many people in the education industry that when confronted by a parent will back down and just give the parent whatever they want. That happens all the time. So I don't know that you can hang that on your administrators, but I certainly do see the overworkedness. It seems like the last couple of months since schools have been back, it does seem like it's bad. Every day in so many cities across Canada, lockdowns, hold and secures. Yeah. There are uh, arrests being made. There are security threats all over the place because people are going squirrely. It's not just adults. It's young people too. It's a real problem. Yeah. And we knew this was going to happen. We fucking knew it. And this isn't new. This has been going on for a while, but I really feel like it's hit ahead recently that there are people who are having a hard time coping with all the different things that have happened and that are happening constant threats of, well, we might have to go into another lockdown, might have to put in more restrictions. That freaks people out. They don't know if they're going to school the next day because at any given time, they could shut down an entire school.
0: It's stressful. It's stressful. And th- this one's uh, this one's very familiar to me. As, as you were reading that, I, I was like, wow, you know, I was just speaking with a girlfriend of mine. So you could just, basically a similar story, except uh, she is an ECE and there's our, there's another kindergarten teacher in the classroom with her, of course, as an ECE. And they have a student that they believe needs that extra attention. Um, She said, this is just, I just had this conversation with her. Um, I really, really wish that we had better resources. I'm dealing with uh, a child right now whom my principal won't give support for. She runs, she hits. um, She's torn apart our room several times to the point where we've had to cut time in half for certain activities for the kids. It sucks and it's frustrating. I feel overworked and burnt out because of it. So it's so it's so interesting that you bring this up, uh, that that you message us about this uh, today. So thank you for that. But I I do think there's a lack of resources, and and again, that's one scenario where she did take this to the principal, and the principal just decided not to act on it or give the extra resource help. But even if you do, it takes a while to get there. The EAs are burnt out as well, as that person mentioned, and it's true they're traveling between different classrooms. I know that for a fact to get children. And to get parents on board, by the way, for even um, getting children assessed is a whole other issue. They deal with issues galore, um, these teachers in these positions. They're dealing with, yes, their principal and getting that all set up. They're dealing with the parents of the kids who sometimes, by the way, are just in complete denial that their kid could possibly need any extra care. No, not my kid. Get over it. There's so many amazing support groups for parents with um, children on the spectrum, for example. There is there is amazing support out there. And I do feel for the teachers who uh, are trying their best to get those resources there. And again, it's not always the EA's fault. It's not always the principal's fault in this scenario. Sometimes, uh, you know, it falls on the lack of resources. Sometimes it's a lack of government funding. It it, it sucks and it's, and it's not right. So I feel that.
1: Well, I mean, I think at the core of what he's asking here is the problematic students are creating a lot of extra work for th- his wife, for the yeah. and all teachers. Yep. And and what it really boils down to is how do you want public education in Ontario to work? Because there's two ways we can do it. We can do it the way we're doing it, where everybody is involved, everybody is included, and and yeah, there's some behavioral issues and yeah, a classroom might get cleared out three, four times a day because somebody's acting badly and they have to do it for safety. Yep. We can keep doing it that way, and if your kid's not the problem child, well, they're going to keep getting kicked out of class because little Bobby's throwing a desk around. Mm -hmm. Okay, we can keep doing it that way. Or we remove the students who are the quote-unquote problematic ones. But then we're getting really exclusionary. Yes, we are. We're really going down a dangerous road when we say to one kid, uh, no, nope, sorry, you're going to go in that class over there with a bunch of other kids that can't behave themselves, and that's just the way there is. it is. And to be honest, when I went to school, that's what it was. And the stigma on the kids in that class was real. And unfortunately, I don't know that we ever really found out what the problem was. Is this a kid that is just a little fucking shithead that, that gets it from his parents at home, and that's where the bad behavior comes from? Is he dealing with a medical issue? Is there some fetal alcohol syndrome going Mm -hmm. on there? There's so many different possibilities to explain why that behavior is happening and taking them out of the social scenario, uh, taking them out of a quote unquote normal learning environment to put them in something segregated or exclusive. I don't know that that's doing a service for them either.
0: I, I, I hear you on the stigma part. So when I grew up, my mom was an EA. My mom was an EA for years before she became an ECE. And she worked in the elementary school that I went to. And it was at a point, we were at a point there where they were integrated, where there were students who had, um, you know, every, everything, like a, a range of special needs is what we called it at the time. And I'm not even sure that they they, they put the, it under that category. I couldn't tell you, but I do remember it being special needs and you could sign up to be their buddy and help them out if it got to that point. Mm-hmm. And they were integrated into the classroom. And I remember times where we would have to do all of those things mentioned where we d- did have to evacuate the classroom or move over to one side while they cleared out the, these children that were acting up. Mm-hmm. And in one particular case, there was fetal alcohol uh, syndrome at play with the whole family, with uh, three kids from the same family. And, and the stigma thing that you mentioned, it's there no matter what. And I know that's shitty to hear, but I remember it and I'm just speaking from my own experience. If they were in your classroom, you told stories about them, you know, if you were mean, if you were a bully, you were still talking shit, regardless if they were in a class of five, six other people with these special needs, or whether it was one person per classroom that did a few grades. it Unfortunately, it still happens. So they need to come up with a solution. And I'm not saying I have one. But I know that this burnout is happening across the board everywhere when it comes to teachers and the amount of stress that's on them right now to try to really try to figure this out for themselves and other students are taking uh have to take a hit because of it and I'm not saying that that's right and I'm not saying that there's a different way we should do it I don't know what the answer is I don't work in the school board people who work inside of it maybe they should be the ones to figure this out maybe it should be voted on I don't know what the answer is but I know that this happens and it's been happening for years, but it seems to be getting worse. He's absolutely right in that message. It's a male that messaged you? It's
1: a male messaging about his wife. Yeah,
0: he, I mean, he's absolutely right. And, and I, I really do think it's getting worse based on what I've heard.
1: Thank you for taking the time to write to us and ask for our feedback. I don't know if we were helpful there, but uh, your wife sounds like a great teacher. I, I want to say that. And we certainly need good teachers. So mm-hmm. please tell her to hang in there. And when she does get those those breaks, those quote-unquote perks, enjoy them. Enjoy that time off, yeah. rest up, relax, and uh, hopefully it gets better. Yeah. A couple quick headlines that I want to mention here. What's happening in parts of British Columbia is awful from these mudslides. Again, our Canadian force is going in into harm's way. They're evacuating regular citizens because the flooding is fucking crazy. Have you seen any of these images?
0: I have seen some of it. I just this morning, actually. It's insane.
1: I called my daughter yesterday because she's out in BC. She's it's,
0: not near there, right?
1: No, she's no. in Kelowna. Okay. And this is more of the BC interior. So I, uh, you know, I was worried about her, but she said, I'm about to go into a midterm and it's nowhere near me. I'll call you later. <laughs>
0: dad quit worrying is what she should have just texted dad chill out i'm
1: fine i'm really becoming that guy i'm a news hound to begin with and when i hear that there's something happening in in bc Ah! and i know bc is almost (laughs) as big as ontario i know that
0: yeah right
1: you know like you could live in ottawa and there's massive flooding in in london ontario it's an eight-hour drive it's nowhere near there there's an earthquake in
0: in kirkland lake are you okay scott (laughs) <laughs> uh yes
1: uh i don't know maybe i'm getting more overprotective the crtc has given canadian phone companies until the end of this month to implement new technology that cracks down on robo calls the phone companies must meet a new technical standard that gives telecom providers the ability to validate a caller's id Carriers who implement the standard will be able to verify the caller ID information for internet protocol-based voice calls. The CRTC says that'll give Canadians the ability to determine which calls are legitimate and worth answering and which need to be treated with caution. The CRTC says one in four of all calls made in Canadian networks are robo calls. <laughs> One in four.
0: Okay, but think about the amount of phone calls you get. In, yep. right? Your incoming calls. That makes sense to me. In fact, mine might be higher than that. Really? One in every four call. I would say it's like half. I feel like it's half right now as I scroll through my list. And now that said, I text more people than I call. So people who get phone calls more often from actual people on the other end, probably, okay, maybe maybe it's one in four, maybe it's less. But for me, just based on the amount of calls I get coming in, I'd say a good like quarter of them are bullshit calls. They're scams.
1: How is that allowed? I I don't understand why this isn't treated more seriously because while some of them are just, hey, would you like to get your ducks clean? That's annoying.
0: Yeah. But At least it's a person on the other end when you answer. It's those robotic, the government has found that you're hiding money and the CRA needs your thing. And you're like, what? You're not even making sense.
1: It's so frustrating. And the amount of money that people are getting scammed out of is awful. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, uh... I really, well, maybe this is going to be a priority. Now the CRTC has ordered these phone companies get that technology in place by the end of this month. And we'll see in December if yeah. it makes an improvement. Because I we've talked about it before. The amount of times I get a call that says it's a, uh, a 905 number, but they're calling from Banff, Alberta. Right. Wait, wait a second. Banff doesn't have a 905 area code. Somebody's fucking with this here to try and get me to answer the phone. And it's so bad.
0: And you hear about more and more people because you wonder how often I'd love to know their stats on the other end of it. So for one in every blank number of calls, someone actually believes them and gives them money because you read Mm -hmm. about this happening. I I see a story, Scott, once every two weeks, I'd say of uh, elderly. Usually it's an elder. Maybe it's an elderly person or someone who really just doesn't know that loses money in these scam phone calls that is willing to send thousands of dollars because they think they're going to get arrested and it's brutal. And you hope and wish they had loved ones at least to teach them like, this is not how it works. The government's not going to call you and tell you you're under arrest unless you send money. But it amazes me how often it happens. And even two people every you know month, that's too, thats too too many here.
1: And on that, happy National Fast Food Day today, everybody.
0: Oh, are you going to get something today?
1: I do pretty well every day. Yeah. What's your go-to? Is there like a favorite? Like if you see a... Uh, Burger King, you're pulling in. Mm,
0: no, not really. Okay. My my favorite though, I don't I don't often get it. I don't. On the weekends, if I'm in a hurry, it's either it's something quick, usually or smaller, like a Starbucks, egg bites. I fucking love those things. The bacon ones are so good. And the AW I will do because they do a really good lettuce wrap to whatever you want. So usually I tend to go more more for that.
1: So you're trying to cut out the carbs by going less. Yeah, wrap.
0: that's like I don't okay. I don't tend to eat a lot of a lot of carbs.
1: I am pretty into fast food. I eat a lot of it, but I think that there's more to fast food than just uh, the drive through burger restaurants. I mean, we all know about McDonald's and Burger sure. King and shit like that. Because they're convenient. They're convenient. If you want to count it as fast food, I eat at Tim's a decent amount.
0: Sure. Yes. Tim's is a great one. That's probably the one that I go to the most.
1: I tried yesterday that new steak and egg breakfast sandwich.
0: Steak? Question mark?
1: Listen. Listen here, Tim's fuck off. That's not steak. Let's be real. You didn't cook a steak and then shave it and put it on a, a tea biscuit. It didn't happen that way.
0: It's steak. It's steak. No, it, it does it. Does it taste remotely like steak?
1: Ish. I mean, it's beef. Okay. I think to the best of my knowledge anyway, I've never tested it, All but right. uh, it's beef and eggs and they put like a little cheese on top and a sauce and it's decent. I just don't know that I would call it a steak and eggs per se. Fair. But anyway, it was okay. It's something different from the typical bacon or sausage. Fine. I eat a lot of shawarma. You got me hooked on shawarma salads, and I love them. If I'm out and, and I pass a laziza or a, a whatever else, Osmos. Osmos is a good one, yeah. example of it. Yeah. yeah, I'm stopping. I love shawarma. And I also love Mexican. But here's my thing. We need more drive-through burrito restaurants. Yeah,
0: there aren't a lot.
1: Mucho burrito and and uh, the fuck none of them can come to my head at this moment of course, but Barberito. Bar burrito. Thank you. Burrito you know, boys. Chorizo, all of you. How about yeah. a drive-through? That'd be cool. Yeah, that would be cool. It'd be a slow drive-through, though, wouldn't it? It takes that, a while to assemble that. And
0: maybe that's why. Maybe they figure that's it's easier for them. Just come on in, order, move to the side. Let's deal with customers that way.
1: But everything's cooked. It's not like they're going to grill a yeah. chicken in front of you or something like sure. that. When
0: you're talking about a shawarma, they're just like cutting that shit off with a sword. Aren't All day they? long. <laughs> Fucking slice it off. That's what they do. How, I'm not sure.
1: How messy would shawarma be while you're driving? Yeah, I've never true. attempted it, but holy shit. I don't mean like a shawarma wrap. I mean like shawarma, some rice, some salad.
0: Oh, yeah. Maybe that's why they don't because of the messy factor, they feel like less people would drive through. I don't, I think it's convenient. I love it. When they started doing drive-through Swiss chalet, for example, mm-hmm. there's a great example of a chain. You, It's very rare to have a restaurant chain like that. And I know they're usually side-by-side with, it was it like Harvey's, Harvey's or whatever? Yeah. Fine. I love that Swiss chalet, for example, is in a drive-through. I, it's convenient and I will go.
1: Let me also just say here, when it comes to drive-throughs and so on and so forth, it shouldn't need to be said. But if you've got an order that's going to take a long time, yeah. go inside. Yeah, Go inside. I know you don't want to go inside. The drive-thru is there for convenience, and you want convenience. Yeah. Anything more than one tray of coffees, anything more than that. If you want to go and order four coffees in the drive-thru, I have zero problem with that. Yes. If, you want to ta- if you want to order eight coffees, I do have a bit of a problem with that. But even that I can live with. Yeah. But if you want four coffees... And then you want a bagel for Betty and you want a breakfast sandwich for Bob and you want a donut for for Dick and whatever. Yep. Just go inside and, and, and stop and, pissing everyone off behind you. And
0: if you do it, and if you are that person that gets, you know, seven lattes, two uh, black medium coffees, a pack of donuts, two wraps and fucking wedges or whatever they have, just know that everybody <laughs> behind you fucking hates you yeah every person fucking hates you
1: you're the least popular person in that drive-thru next to the person who's actually at the window
0: you might as well be Donald fucking Trump
1: (laughs) I just want to make the drive-thru fast again that's all I want to do
0: (laughs) it's like just know that about yourself
1: Some people don't get it, though. No, they don't. They think, wow, I mean, it's just, uh, I I got That's
0: my right to go through the drive-thru. Still
1: a free country, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Why would they put a menu here if I can't get everything on the menu?
1: (laughs) And that's a fair question, too. Maybe there should be a drive-thru-only menu. Maybe the restaurants themselves should take a lead on this. Here's what we have here. Up to four coffees.
0: Because then you know what you end up having is... And I, I don't hate on it too much, but you know the places. McDonald's is one of them, which will have the Park One and Park Two, right? Could you go pull up to Park One, please? Because we're going to take a l- our fucking time on your order. Thank you. That's when you yeah. run into that. So if you know that you're going to have to use those spaces, and there's restaurants that constantly use those, can you pull up to number one, two, three, four, five, or six? Like, if you have six fucking spaces for people to wait for their drive through order, maybe shrink the menu
1: yeah, or put
0: a cap on it. Uh-huh. Put a cap. Yeah, I don't care if it's a dollar amount or a meal amount, like the four meals maximum at those drive throughs
1: No, I totally agree with you. It's frustrating as shit. But yeah, I think we've come up with a good solution here. Restaurants, you take the lead for speed on the drive-thru. And by the way, when it comes to the whole, yeah, please pull ahead and someone will bring out your order. If I wanted to park in a space and have someone bring me the order, I would have used the fucking app. Number two, <laughs> you should tell me before I pay, that there's going to be a wait and you're going to have to pull up. And then I will decide, mm, do I really want it that badly? And sometimes the answer is going to be no. And I'll say, you know what? Thanks, but no thanks. I'm just going to keep on going.
0: Well, in that case, they need to make it easier for you to bail. They do. Because once you're stuck, you're stuck in some of them. Some of them you're not. Some of them you can get around. Like this one here, the McDonald's by our, our FM radio station. There's a little thing you can get out of. So if, if you could pull up to the... The drive-through and no one's and they're taking their sweet-ass time, which sometimes also happens. I can be like, "Okay, bye." A bypass, like
1: a bypass. at the lion safari, so a you bypass. don't need to have the monkeys uh, pee on all over your car.
0: <laughs> it's pretty much what it feels like you when your order to... takes forever. It feels like someone's pissing on your car.
1: Bypass. You that? might as well
0: take a piss on my car. Thanks a lot.
1: That would be a good drive-through if they just. <laughs> Fuck you. It's going to take a long time. And by the way, we're also going to piss on your car. You should
0: hire that guy at the airport from the beginning. He'll just take a fucking jizz on your windshield. And everybody be happy.
1: <laughs> Have a great day, guys. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. We'll get this. A new poll found that due to rising costs, nearly half of Americans will soon cancel at least one of their streaming subscriptions. You know, as soon as you cancel Netflix, you're going to hear your neighbor scream to the wall What the hell? Here you go. <laughs> I was almost done with Squid Game. Sorry. It's still not entirely clear why it is so difficult to find workers right now, especially in the food service industry. It seems like every restaurant is having trouble finding staff. I drove by a Five Guys today. It was only a Four Guy. Some business news. I heard that Costco just warned its customers of a potential data breach after they found a credit card skimmer in one of their stores. Or as the thief put it, I just bought some identities in bulk.